RNZ Pacific News, Maloni, I'm Selmanutevam Tafei. A cabinet minister in the autonomous Papua New Guinea region of Bougainville is demanding mining giant Rio Tinto set concrete commitments for remediation and clean-up of the Panguna mine. Theonila Roka Matbob is the elected member for Loro, the district encompassing the long closed mine, which was the catalyst for the region's destructive civil war. Born a year after the mine was forced closed by the war in 1989, Ms. Roka Matbob has been dealing with the environmental and societal impacts her entire life. She says this problem was not caused by her people and Rio Tinto needs to make a commitment to remediation work. There is still no concrete commitment to say we will remediate, we will clean up. It causes a lot of anxiety, especially when people are expecting to know what is it that a company is going to do. The President of the Republic of the Marshall Islands is sounding alarm bells over the US Congress, failing to deliver vital funding in a timely manner. Hilda Heine told The Guardian that Congress is gradually destroying relations with its Pacific ally, the Marshall Islands. Lydia Lewis has more. US lawmakers are yet to pass vital funding packages with the Marshall Islands, Palau and the Federated States of Micronesia, which some argue is opening the door to China to build its influence in the Pacific region. The three countries have a unique relationship with the U.S. under treaties known as the Compacts of Free Association. Despite widespread bipartisan support, funding for them is struggling to achieve passage in a deeply divided Congress and gridlock over funding for Israel, Ukraine, border legislation and the U.S. government's own operations. Governor Arnold Palacios is appealing to the federal government to make the northern Mariana Islands part of the essential air service community in an effort to bring down sky-high fears. Mr Palacios says they need help to improve the air service within and to the Marianas. He says at the moment a 30-minute economy class trip between Saipan and Guam costs around 600 US dollars. Essential Air Service community members can get two round trips a day subsidised. Researchers in Guam hope to uncover more of Chuk Lagoon's wartime past. Guam University Archaeology and Micronesian Studies Associate Professor William Jeffrey says there is more to explore than just shipwrecks. As the Pacific Island Times reports, Dr Jeffrey says traditional indigenous sites on Chuk were bombed and this had had a big impact on traditional cultural heritage. He says they plan to develop training programs for Tonoa's residents, an island in the Chuk Lagoon. The hope is locals will soon be able to cash in from tours, historical site preservation and diving expeditions. New research reports that women in Tonga are prepared to move away from the kingdom due to adverse climate challenges impacting their communities. It is part of a programme commissioned by New Zealand's Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Trade. Christina Pertisico has more. A small team from the University of Waikato is leading a two-year project about how climate change affects people departing their homelands in Tonga and Samoa. Project lead Laura Ioletti told Pacific Media Network a survey with 600 respondees revealed there was particular interest from Tongan women to leave the kingdom, a gender difference not reflected in the Samoan respondents. 
She says the younger population was definitely more keen on moving, but a lot of people were very steadfast in wanting to stay. Their findings also showed climate change mobility was already in motion and communities expected inevitable displacement. New Zealand's Deputy Opposition Leader Carmel Sepuloni says it's hard to imagine Whanana Efeso Collins no longer advocating for Pacific people. The 49-year-old Green Party MP and former Auckland mayoral candidate collapsed and died taking part in a charity event in Auckland. His funeral service will take place at the Dew Drops Event Centre in Monaco, Auckland today. Ms Sepuloni says she thinks every political party will be represented at the funeral. This is a huge loss for our Pacific community, for Auckland, for Aotearoa. If this was such a strong advocate and a strong voice, it's really hard to imagine that he won't be in this space speaking to these really important challenges and issues that exist for our communities. Also in Aotearoa, a Hawke's Bay grower says he's heartened by the early results of a research project measuring how some crops will fare on silt-ridden land following cyclone Gabrielle. Plant and food research is testing a range of vegetables in varying depths of silt to understand whether growers might be able to use the silt to their advantage and avoid having to clear it from their land. Hamish Thomas works for NH Packing and the test on its rural Hastings land has proven successful so far for maize and broccoli, while peas and carrots are struggling. He says the knowledge is gold and will help the industry get back on its feet faster. It's definitely um, good to see what's able to be growing in what we thought was going to be pretty unproductive land first off. Results from the final harvest are expected by the end of March. In world news, asylum applications to the European Union rose sharply last year to the highest level since the migrant crisis in 2015. The EU's asylum agency says there was an 18% rise in people seeking refuge. The BBC's Jessica Parker says migration has become a divisive topic in many countries in the run-up to European Parliament elections in June. It is an issue, migration more broadly, that the far right try and capitalise on. Uh, But this puts pressure on not just governments like Chancellor Schultz, he's obviously from the SPD, but also on kind of right-wing nationalist governments like that of Georgia Maloney in Italy. She's been under a lot of pressure on this issue and has been striking a deal with Albania in terms of Albania taking people that arrive in Italy as well. So it's something that is affecting politicians actually across the piece. In sport, a former Crusaders flanker, Sione Dalitui, will captain Moana Pacifica in his season debut for the team against the Fijian Indroa in Melbourne this Saturday. Coach Tana Umanga has lauded the 26-year-old Dongan international who first entered the Super Rugby season for the Blues in 2018. Umanga confirmed the team has been hit hard by injuries and illness with 13 players unavailable for the second round. Fiji rugby legend Vilimoni Adelisau has called for the removal of Fiji Sevens coach Ben Gollings. The Flying Fijians fell at the quarter-final hurdle at the Vancouver League of the World Rugby Sevens Series last weekend. The defending Olympic champions have not won a competition in the series since the Toulouse Sevens in 2022. Delisau told the Fiji Sun that Gollings, who became coach in 2021, has underperformed. The Black Caps have history against them as they attempt to record a rare victory of Australia in the first cricket test starting in Wellington today. 
New Zealand has only beaten Australia once in 29 matches over the last 30 years in Hobart in 2011, while their last win on New Zealand soil was in 1993. Black Caps coach Gary Stead knows the enormity of the task. Australia are a settled side. They, they have been for a long period of time. There's no doubt it's an enormous task, but that's why we play the game as well. It's to, to go in there, it's to, to make surprises, and I think we've seen a number in Test cricket recently that I guess gives us that hope as well. Play starts in about an hour. That's your latest RNZ Pacific News and Sport. For more stories, go to rnzi.com.